This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And welcome, it's Monday, to your Monday Rush Hour. I am James Golden, Bo Snurley. If you'd like to be part of our radio program this afternoon, all you have to do, dial 800-848-WABC, 800-848-WABC. Of course, over the weekend, there was lots of news. We had a horrible shooting while the United States suffered another one of these horrible mass shootings. Out in California, there is, of course, news on Joe Biden's documents. More found. That was the beginning of the weekend, Friday. More news about gas stoves. More news, news everywhere. And then, my friends, there is this. Looking out on the morning rain, I used to feel. A news story that finds its beginning in Norway. The Transcultural Mindfulness Alliance, a group that started earlier this year, had this to say. Aretha Franklin's 1968, they got the song wrong, year wrong. Aretha Franklin's 1968 song, Natural Woman, perpetuates multiple harmful anti-trans stereotypes. They go on to say there's no such thing as a natural woman. They claim that this song, which has been around since 1967, has helped inspire acts of harm on trans women. Yeah. They're requesting that the song be removed from Spotify and from Apple Music. There's no such thing, they say, as a natural woman. Get rid of the song. 
Now, there are news stories that say, oh, come on, this must be a parody. But they have responded. They're saying, no, they're not a parody organization. This is not a parody. They mean it. I will leave room for doubt that this could be a satire, that we could be being scammed here, because surely there is no one that, how shall we say, ignorant or that full of themselves that they would dare to suggest that there is no such thing as a natural woman, that they would be offended by this song, which has been in our culture, the world's culture, for over 50 years, almost 50 years. You know, really? But this goes to the point, the larger point about outrage, whether they intended to be parody or not. And again, I'm going to leave room that this is parody. They must be making a joke because if they're serious, these people have to be among the most ridiculously insane people on the planet. They arrived here through a natural woman, regardless of what they think about their gender now or who they identify with. There's one way into this planet. Well, there are a few ways. I mean, you could go through and you could be a test tube baby, let's face it. But even test tube babies are implanted into the wombs of a woman. There's one way in. You can call yourself a transgender man. There was a story last week about a transgendered man who was a woman, had a double mastectomy, and in the process of his transition, he had a one-night stand, got herself pregnant. I guess you were supposed to call him himself now. But it's still a biological one. Look, this is absurd. This is getting worse every day. The thing that I think to me is the most annoying aspect of all of this is that we are supposed to be bending over backward to make people comfortable. We're supposed to, of course, give in because they're offended and remove the music that we like. We're supposed to adjust our speaking patterns and adjust everything that we've learned about biology to accommodate accommodate people who are a very small percentage of the world's population because they feel different. And I don't know how much more of this it's going to take before people that are normally tolerant people, people that want to be tolerant, people that want to be loving, people that want to approach other people that think differently from them with a good heart. When do you reach the breaking point with this and just say, okay, enough, silly rabbit, go away? It won't take much longer. There's a story today. We had it at the at the dailybs.com, the dailybs.com, the transgender bathroom question is likely going to the Supreme Court. 11th Circuit in December ruled 
that a girl who identified as a transgender boy was not entitled to use the boys' restroom. That contradicts a decision that came out of the Seventh Circuit Court in Chicago, which had drawn the exact opposite conclusion. Now, the court had a chance to address this issue before. In the 2020 Bostick versus Clayton County, Georgia decision, that was a case about discrimination and transgender people, but the circuit split and the increase prevalence of children who are now saying they are transgender is now moving this bathroom debate, according to the New York Times, to the forefront, likely to be in front. And we shall see what happens if it when and if it gets there. Someone's feelings are going to get hurt one way or another with this. And to be quite frankly, I'd rather it be theirs. Enough of this upending the entire order of society to appease a few malcontents. A few people who are, okay, and I recognize this, and I've said it all along, I will continue to say it. I understand that dysphoria may be a very, and probably is most likely, a very, very real thing. That there are people who do not like the bodies that they're in. I get that. And yeah, I want to be sympathetic to that. What I am not sympathetic to any longer is this idea that all the rest of us have to reorder our thinking. We all have to re-educate ourselves, reprogram ourselves, start using language that most of us don't understand. The she, him, they, them, ziz, we, want, I'm identifies with you. I don't care who you identify with. Identify with what you want to. But stop telling the rest of society that we have to fall in line with your thinking because we don't, frankly. I'll tell you what, I know one thing that's natural, it's my behind. And these people can kiss it when they start talking about getting rid of music that we all love, that we all grew up with, because somehow or another they're offended. Be offended then. Just be offended. It's okay for you to be offended. But no, we're not changing. Enough of this already. Be offended. Have a good time being offended. Add that to your list of grievances about how much you don't like life. Okay, you don't like life because sometime before you were born, Aretha Franklin had a hit song. Well, kiss our butts. Don't listen to it. Can I tell you about this meme I saw? Yes. (laughs) That says, I identify as a threat. My pronouns are try me. (laughs) That's what I'm identifying now. <laughs> you could be anything now. <sighs> it's insanity on parade. Speaking of insanity on the parade, you know Vice President Kamala Harris gave a speech in Florida. Now, Harris was trying to do there's some funny biz funny, funny, funny. I think it's hysterical. She at first was gonna try to go do a show up in Florida with Ron DeSantis. So she had asked if she could speak on the steps of the, uh, I think, the Capitol in Tallahassee. And they told her, no, you can't speak here. No, denied. That was on something, I think it was abortion rights or something. No, no it, was, it was, I think, the CRT business. Have you heard about this case? They're all over it. The governor of Florida 
the school board there says no to an to an advanced placement African American class. Jennifer Rubin today in the post says, "Oh, this is Ron DeSantis going pure white nationalist." No, it's not. As he pointed out, the state of Florida has more African American studies than almost any other state. They it's mandated by law that you have to do it. What they took out was more of this critical race theory business. And that has the left upset. The little spokesgirl for the uh, White House came out and, and with her outrage, her feigned outrage. They don't even study the issue before they knee-jerk their reaction to it. If it has the words African-American in it, it must be good. If you're against it, then you must be evil. And I am so sick of these binary choices. Republican good, Republican evil, Democrat good. African-American word good, anything opposes something that has the words in it bad. Enough of this binary choice business. Look at the substance of what is in question. And in this case, it was a particular school curriculum. Anyway, Harris was going to go grandstand in Florida. And she was denied the platform. She ended up having to make her little speech there at somebody's house. Well, she's back. She went back to Tallahassee, and she talked about the Declaration of Independence. And this, my friends, is what she was speaking about abortion, right? This is what our vice president said. A promise we made in the Declaration of Independence that we are each endowed with the right to liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Scott, did she miss something there? Uh, I think she, what did she miss? Life? Oh, yeah. Is it life? A promise we made in the Declaration of Independence that we are endowed with liberty and the pursuit of happiness. No, it was life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And it is very glaring, Miss Vice President, that either you are too ignorant to know what's in the Declaration of Independence, or you willfully took it out because it didn't suit your political line. You're going to rage about these people that are quote-unquote pro-life, and so what do you do? You take words and omit them? And I guess... Kamala thought we're all too stupid and no one was going to notice that she took out the word life. The very first thing. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator. The thing. You know, the thing. Yeah. With certain unalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. James Golden, a.k.a. Boston Early, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-WABC. Coming back, we'll get to your calls as soon as we can. We've got a few more news items to get to, 800-848-WABC. Back right after this. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York. It's Monday. Our opening week edition of Boston Early's Rush Hour here. 800-848-WABC is the number to call. Sink me in a river of tears. 
Delta Club brings us back. Have you heard about all this business going on in Atlanta? A few weeks ago, there was a protest there. Uh, a protester was killed, an Antifa guy. And Antifa called for a night of rage. And that night of rage was took place over the weekend. Now, there was a corresponding protest in Boston, in Baston. Another night of rage. One of the people that was arrested in the night of rage in Boston was House Democrat Whip Catherine Clark's daughter. She was caught spray painting a monument with the letters A-C-A-B, which stands for All Cops Are Bastards. Now, mind you, this is the number three person in the Democrat Party in the House, her daughter, her daughter. All cops are bastards. This was in response, again, to the No Cop City, which this took place, this this protest in Atlanta at a police training facility in the suburbs that after officers shot and killed one of the Antifa protesters who allegedly opened fire on them. Now, when police arrested Riley Dowell, who is the daughter of House Democrat Whip Catherine Clark, about 20 of these Antifa types up in Baston began to surround the police officers, screaming profanities at them through megaphones and causing uh, traffic to come to a standstill. They were interfering with the arrest of Dowell. An officer, a police officer, could be seen bleeding, his face bleeding, after someone threw an object, and hit him with it. Another protester in Boston was also arrested. This vandalism. And of course, the number three person in the Democrat Party, House Democratic with Catherine Clark, says of her arrested daughter, I love Riley, and this is a very difficult time in the cycle of joy and pain, in parenting, this will be evaluated by the legal system, and I am confident in that process. Well, she should be confident because she has been arrested, her daughter, and her daughter is the daughter of a very well-connected Democrat. So, yeah, no wonder she's confident that the legal system will be, I guess, quote-unquote, fair. Here's the deal. Do you do, do any of you think that her daughter will be treated like any of the January 6 people? Do any of you think that any of these Antifa protesters will be treated like Democrats have demanded those who broke into a building get treated? Even though police officers were assaulted here, do you expect Catherine Clark's daughter to be handled by the law with the same kind of legal ferocity 
that January 6th protesters. And how about Antifa? We have known for years. We have watched Antifa go into city after city. We watched them during the Trump inauguration go in with violence and vandalism. Are they ever held to account? Yeah, she can still believe that her daughter is going to be, quote unquote, evaluated by the legal system because the legal system in many parts of America is a two tiered legal system where Democrats walk away from their responsibilities free of charge. Look at the guy from Fox News. Meteorologist got beaten on a New York subway, got a beat down. He and some may think stupidly had approached a bunch of teenagers that were smoking marijuana on the train, asked them not to do it. They beat his ass. They beat him down. And you know what? Lenient treatment. Why? He's in New York, where violent criminals can do it all over again thanks to the Democrats like Alvin Bragg where their crimes are not taken seriously. So no wonder this Democrat whip has every confidence that the judicial system will be fair to her daughter. That probably means let her go because that's what they do in blue cities all over. They let the criminals go so that they can continue their criminal actions. Meanwhile, in New York, Chase Bank has said they're going to stop service at some of their ATMs during certain hours and that because of crime. Because of crime. Because New York, Mayor Adams just can't get a handle on the crime here. Why are you blaming Mayor Adams? I blame Mayor Adams because he was the one that said he was going to get this under control, and it is not under control. It is still costing New Yorkers their way of life. Now you can't even bank in certain hours because the criminals are free and on the loose in New York. And people have had enough. They're like, okay, we can't stay open with the criminals roaming the streets of New York. And yet I hear what a wonderful guy Mayor Adams is. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. We're coming back. 800-848-WABC. Coming back. Your calls are coming up, so don't go away. This is insane. All you did was say hello. Right. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Dusty Springfield brings us back. WABC Talk Radio 77. 
This is the story, the full story. Well, I don't know about full because there's so much to this. With the Fox News meteorologist Adam Klotz, who was brutally assaulted on a New York City subway. It wasn't just that these teenagers were smoking marijuana. They were. They were getting high. But what they did that caught Mr. Klotz's attention was they were hassling an old man on the train. And so the weatherman, who was on his way back to where he was going after watching the the Giants get assaulted by the Philadelphia Eagles, he was on a train bench. Older gentlemen being harassed by a group of seven or eight teenagers. In other words, a pack, a, a, a pack of teenagers. And he, they, they were putting out their joint on the guy's hair. They set his hair on fire. And they said, he said, he said, you guys cut that out. Look, he's trying to help an old man a group of of I don't want to say the word that's uh, that's so close to my tongue to call these young predators these super predators. He said, "Stop it!" And the next thing you know, they gave it to him. They beat him to a pulp. What happens after that? After this meteorologist from Fox News is beaten to a pulp, I mean, kicked, beaten, battered by this gang of thugs, this, 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 this pack. Two of them are arrested, 15-year-old, 17-year-old. They're arrested. And you know what happens after they're arrested, the two? Their parents were called, here, come pick up your little savage, come pick up your little thug, hoodlum children. This is Alvin Bragg's New York, where they can viciously set up man's hair on fire, where they can, can smoke herb down in a train and then beat the, the living daylights out of somebody that tries to stop them from doing their horror. And then in Adam and Mayor Adams and Alvin Bragg's New York, what happens to these little thugs? They're released. So these little thugs are free to go prey on somebody else. Among the crimes that Alvin Bragg says his office is not going to prosecute anymore, marijuana misdemeanors, not paying public transportation fares, trespassing except for fourth-degree stalking, resisting arrest, all these things and more. Alvin Bragg's office, they don't prosecute. And when they do find somebody like these little thug, hoodlum, miscreant, so-called children that are beating the snot out of adults, setting an old man's hair on fire, instead of throwing their asses in jail and keeping them in jail, what do they do? Oh, come get your little savage children and take them home to let them do whatever else damage they want to do. This is maddening. And some people say, okay, Mr. Fox guy, meteorologist, 
shouldn't have bothered to step in. He did the right thing. He's trying to stop an elderly person from taking, from being abused. It's elder. You set someone's hair afire for no reason. And yet Mr. Klotz, on social media, some people are calling him out for actually interfering. He tried to do the right thing. And in Alvin Bragg's New York, you can't do that. In Mayor Adams, New York, you can't do that without putting your life at risk. Because these people in the Democrat City Council don't care how many criminals they have roaming the streets. They don't care that New Yorkers' lives are in danger every single minute of the day in every single borough of this city because they refuse to deal with these criminals. It is sickening. How many people have to die in New York? How many people have to be beaten down before these idiots who are in charge of this city actually take crime seriously. And I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear any more about what a nice guy Mayor Adams is and how lovely it is to go out to dinner with Mayor Adams and how wonderful it is to sit down with Mayor Adams and whoever you're hanging out with because it's all, the guy is supposed to be stopping crime in this city and he's not doing it. And then you have the governor. More pictures of her cooking on her gas ranges. While at the same time, she signed legislation to prevent many New Yorkers in the future from owning one. These Democrats do not deserve the offices that they hold based on their actions. But hey, you liberals must like this. You must like a city overrun by criminals. You must love a city overrun by high taxes. You must love to have all this mayhem and chaos in this city. You must love everything they do because you keep voting these people back in. Everyone else is saying, would you please stop the madness? And you liberals, including your friend George Soros, who funds these prosecutors' elections, You want more of it. You want more chaos. You want more crime. You want more murders. You want more rapes. You want more pillaging. This is what you want. And the rest of us shake our heads because we don't understand how it is that you can continue to elect the same sort of leaders that allow this to happen. And it's almost like nothing can be done about it. James Golden, yes, your call is coming up next. Don't go away. Coming right back. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Janet. On WABC. Got till it's gone. DJ Finesse. 
The former head of the FBI. Oh, let me just repeat this sentence one more time. The former head, not some low life guy, not some little ob- obscure little agent running around. The former head, head of the FBI's counterintelligence division in the New York field office has now been indicted in two federal jurisdictions on charges related to improper foreign ties, including for allegedly violating U.S. sanctions on Russia by trying to get a Russian billionaire, Oleg Derispaka, removed from the sanctions list. Charles McGonagall, he's been retired since 2018, indicted in federal court in Manhattan, money laundering, violating sanctions, and other charges in connection with in, uh, his ties to Disparica. He was supposed to be investigating this guy. Turns out, alleged that he's working on the payroll of him. FBI, remember I keep telling you, I keep saying over and over again, the FBI is one of the most corrupt organizations in America. It needs to be dealt with. Yeah, you want to know about collusion with Russia? Here's some collusion with Russia. Let's see how our Democrat friends, uh, let's see what they have to say about this, this collusion with Russia. Telephones. Robert in Suffolk County, welcome. You're on WABC. How are you this afternoon? All right, James. Thank you. I'm going to fly the Ukrainian pride and state flags upside down as a form of protest. Why? Flying them upside down means that I'm against them and what they're doing. I don't support the war in Ukraine. I don't support this pride movement. And I don't support Kathy Hochul, what she's doing to the state of New York. Well, I don't blame you there. Let me just say this about um, Ukraine. And I understand people have different points of view on Ukraine. But here is the thing that concerns me. I read a news article today that our own Pentagon is acknowledging that it will be years before we can replace the stockpile of weapons that we have sent over to Ukraine. Now, I understand this is a proxy war and that we are actually using Ukraine to help fight Russia and keep Russia holding back. But still, the idea that the United States will not be at full armament capabilities and it might be years before we can stop. Meanwhile, we got the Congress of the United States, Democrat senators and all that, with $1.7 trillion, and yet we're being told we don't have the money to make sure that America's readiness, military readiness, is where it should be because we've been shipping arms to Ukraine. What's wrong with that story? Tony and Clifton, we got to run along. Thank you for the call, Robert. Tony and Clifton, welcome. You're on WABC. Great show. I hope I could just sum it up for you. I think we're dealing... I would say in the past few years, 
with the most chaotic administration, and it runs from the top down. And when you see administration who wants to just turn our whole country upside down, it comes down to the states when you think of Eric Adams, who should say maybe we should not be a sanctuary city because we have no money and we're broke and we've been we've been in COVID for three years and it's not a safe place for our city. So I would say this is all intentional um, and I don't understand it, but it has to stop because it's it's not innocent. It's not it's not ignorance. It's intentional. We all know what the right thing to do is. So why it's not happening is Hopefully, it'll change when the right people get into office. This is a deliberate attempt to tear down our country. And I see it. It it comes from the top down. I think everyone is seeing it. This intentional letting in hundreds of thousands, not hundreds of thousands, excuse me, millions of illegal immigrants into the country. Millions. We're looking at over four million now. On top of the millions that are already here, on top of the constant flow that has been going on intentional yes mayor adams this 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 all this talk about bringing crime under control nothing is under control chase manhattan bank announces that they have to close atms now during certain hours why they're not they're not dancing around it because of the criminal element out here that is threatening their customers And then you have these beatdowns on the subways. How long have we been hearing about beatdowns on subways? And we keep, the, and every day, every day, every day, there's another one. Every other day, there's something else on the subways. What does it take before the mayor or somebody in this city gets serious and starts flooding the zone on the subways with so many police officers that they actually can take, get a hold of the criminals here. But no, you know what the mayor's budget was, by the way? It was flatline on police. These times call for increased policing. Yet we get flatline. Tony, you're absolutely right. Vinny in New Jersey. Hey, Bo, how are you? Um, I think the city is so far gone at this point. There ain't no way coming back, at least in my generation. I'm more worried about my kids. But all these migrants that are coming in over over the border, they're not even being screened. I mean, you don't know what's coming in. You don't know. It's it's it's. There's no way. I mean, someone even said that it's going to take three generations to actually get all this back back to where it possibly was at one point, where it was safe. Well, see, I would. The only thing that gives me comfort that you might be wrong about that is what happened during the first and only term of Donald Trump. All of these problems that were said to be insoluble within months after him taking office, for instance, the economy started showing signs of major growth. And at within, even before he took office, already we had started seeing an abatement of people coming in at the borders because he told everybody around the world, we're not going to put up with this and we're going to build a wall. And that set the right signal. So this can be stopped. Criminals do, believe it or not, follow the news. And they know when they're going to be prosecuted for minor things and when they're not, which is why we see one of the reasons why we're seeing such an increase in crime. Sandra in New Jersey, got about 30 seconds for you, Sandra. What's up? Well, I, I okay. I, I just read that um, 
what what Eric Adams did was put 200 million for overtime for the police. But I also read that um, the weatherman, God bless him, he said he would help the man again if he could. And, and the old man did walk away unscathed. But I, it's terrible what we're going through. And I think we need Donald Trump back. That's what I think. You and a whole lot of other people, we need somebody back that actually takes the lives of American citizens seriously and actually puts the lives of the citizens that they are tasked with protecting first, not last. And that is what we don't have in New York City. That is what we do not have in New York State. And that is what we do not have in the White House of the United States of America. And it has to change. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, thank you for being with me for Monday's edition of Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. We will be back tomorrow, and hopefully you'll be here with us each and every day this week. <sighs> I know it's hard to stay optimistic, but that also is our mission. We cannot give up on America. We cannot give up on New York City. We cannot give up on New York State. We have to continue to be strong and to demand the right kind of things and change happen. James Golden Snurley, we'll see you tomorrow. May God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families. Thank you for being here. We're out. Bye. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.